chapter 36, verses 25 to 28. La escritura de hoy es del libro de Ezequiel, el profeta Ezequiel, uh, capítulo 36, versículos 25 al 28. So let's go ahead and open the word of God this morning. Open our hearts and our minds to what the living Lord may be sharing with us today. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 25 to 28. I'll read a portion in Spanish first and then in English. So if we can have the Spanish portion first and then in English. Let's hear now with open ears and open hearts from the word of God. Ezequiel capítulo 36, versículos 27 al 28. Infundiré mi espíritu en ustedes y hará que sigan mis preceptos y obedezcan mis leyes. Vivirán en la tierra que les di a sus antepasados y ustedes serán mi pueblo y yo seré su Dios. Ezekiel chapter 36 beginning at verse 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all of your idols. I will give you a new heart to put a new spirit in you. I will remove, you, I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. And be careful to keep my loss. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people. And I will be your God. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. La palabra de Dios. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your promises. Te damos gracias por tus promesas, Dios Santo. That, Lord, you will dwell in us. And that you will give us new hearts and a new spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we even heard testimony of that this morning. Te damos gracias, Señor, que pudimos escuchar un testimonio de eso, Señor, de un nuevo corazón, nuevo espíritu. And Lord, I just pray that today you would um, open us to be able to hear from you today. We want to hear your words. We want you to show us your glory. Queremos que tú nos enseñes tu gloria esta mañana. So, Lord God, we trust you, we believe in you, and we know that you're working at this process, Lord, of putting a new spirit in us, removing a heart of stone and giving us a new heart of flesh by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Te damos gracias, Dios Santo. It's in the faithful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. So together as a community here at Imago Church, this is what we do. We do life together. Hacemos la vida juntos aquí en Iglesia Imago. Um, because we know that um, Imago means that we're created in the image of God and that our purpose is in the image of Christ. Imago significa que somos creados en la imagen de Dios y nuestro propósito es, en, es conformarnos a la imagen de Cristo. And uh, we're just so glad to be able to uh, welcome others, welcome you. If this is your first time here, we're very grateful for you. 
and um, we let us know how we can be praying for you and serve you. Nos deja saber cómo podemos orar por usted si es su primera vez aquí y cómo los podemos servir también. And uh, this month, we've actually been building each other up through our conversations of just bringing our big questions to God with uh, questions and answers to sharpen one another. Este mes hemos traído nuestras preguntas grandes al de, de fe ante el trono del Señor. And um, as disciples, as followers of Jesus, we've really been wanting uh, God to teach us what it means to bear fruit in our lives, and especially to bear the fruit of conviction and humility. Every one of us is called to have conviction in who we are, in what we believe, and also to go about that, this life in humility, where conviction means that we believe with all of our hearts, and humility means we trust and we have faith in an eternal God. All of this is an opportunity to grow spiritually, to go to the next level in our life with God. La convicción y la humildad nos ayuda a crecer en nuestra madurez espiritual. And this month we've been looking at uh, the questions that we have about God, that we have about life, and that we have about the Bible. And today we're going to enter into a conversation on what we believe about God, the Holy Spirit, and how we can live by the Spirit. That was actually one of the, the questions that came up when we did the Q&A a few weeks ago. Who is the Holy Spirit and how can we live by the Holy Spirit? Next week, we're going to be talking uh, a bit more about the Holy Spirit and what we call spiritual realities and even spiritual warfare. La próxima semana vamos a hablar de realidades espirituales y también de guerra espiritual. And specifically, we're going to be talking about next week how our fight and our struggle is not just against flesh and blood, but against even what it says in the New Testament, against the principalities, the opposition, the enemy, the unseen spiritual realm. So that's part of the reality of, the, of spiritual opposition. But next week, we're also going to be talking about the, re, the greater reality that we have a helper. We have a helper that makes us more than conquerors and actually makes the principalities tremble in fear and intimidation. So we don't need to live in fear of any uh, principalities or uh, demonic powers or anything like that because we have access to greater power, a greater victor. But we'll talk about that next week. But we've also been learning about really what we believe and why we believe it. Hemos estado aprendiendo qué creemos y por qué lo creemos. And uh, we, we took some time last week to read this creed, the Apostles' Creed, which is this ancient creed that has been used by people of God, Christians from around the world and throughout history, uh, reminding us of who we are and what we believe. And today we're actually going to be learning about the Holy Spirit the third person in the Trinity, and also the designer and giver of all spiritual gifts. So there's this part in the Apostles' Creed, in the third part, um, and that really focuses on um, who the Holy Spirit is to the church and to the family of God as well. 
And it says this, and we can put it up in the screen. We read it together uh, last week. This week, I'm just going to read that third part for us. It says this in, in the third part of the Apostles' Creed. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Creemos en el Espíritu Santo. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church, the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, the forgiveness of sins, and in life everlasting. Amen. And then uh, I love how there's this other explanation of who the Holy Spirit is, and it's from this other creed that's uh, very ancient also, this other statement of faith that we hold to also. It's called the Nicene Creed. And it actually says this, and we can put it up uh, there as well. Um, it says about the Holy Spirit, how we understand the role of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit. It says this, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, the one who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. We believe in the Holy Spirit who has spoken through the prophets. Creemos en el Espíritu Santo. So what we believe, our creed and our confession, we believe that God, the F Father, Christ, the Son, the Holy Spirit, our God, is three in one, as we've been uh, talking about over these past few weeks, a holy trinity. So we, it was asked even during the Q&A, when we pray, who do we pray to? Do we pray to the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? And the answer, yes, all of the above. We pray in the name of the Father, we pray in the name of the Son, we pray in the name of the Holy Spirit. But when we pray in the name of Jesus, it actually encompasses all of that together because Jesus is really, again, um, well, Jesus himself said, anything you ask in my name, right? And so that's one of the reasons why together we pray in the name of Jesus. But, of course, it's perfectly uh, glorifying to God when we pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or when we pray prayers directly to the Holy Spirit or to God the Father as well. All of that counts uh, for God and it glorifies God as well. Um, uh, and so last week, we spent some time going over uh, what the Bible is and what the pillars of our faith are. Uh, la pregunta la semana pasada fue, ¿qué es la Biblia y, y cuál es la fundación de nuestra, de nuestra fe? So um, if you didn't catch that message, I encourage you to go online. It's there. Check the message online on YouTube or through podcasts. It should all be there. But just to put it simply, again, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the source of life and the giver of all spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit is also the author of the scriptures. Last week, we talked about the scriptures, but we didn't go deep into the author. Right? The author of the scriptures is the Holy Spirit. El autor de las, de, las escrituras, de las escrituras es el Espíritu Santo. As we talked about um, last week, 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture is God-breathed. Que toda la escritura es, 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 es um, el autor es el Espíritu de Dios. All scriptures God breathed, and the word breath, breathed, in, in the language in which the Bible was written, is also the same word as spirit. So what the scripture tells us there is that all scripture is given by the spirit of God. So in order to understand the role and the person of the Holy Spirit, we actually need to begin 
um, where, where the Bible begins to talk about the Holy Spirit is actually in the very first page of the Bible where we see the uncreated world in, dark, uh, in, in, in darkness and in chaos. But above the chaos, it says, the Spirit of God was there. The Spirit of God came ready to bring life, to bring order, to bring beauty into the chaos. The Holy Spirit is God's personal presence. El Espíritu Santo es la presencia de Dios. And in fact, the, the Hebrew word, the, and the Old Testament was written in, a, in ancient Hebrew, the Hebrew word for spirit is the word ruach. Can you try saying that? Ruach. The ruach of God is the spirit of God. But the spirit of God is also the energy, the presence, and the reality of God. All of that is captured in that fun word to say, ruach. And, uh, and, and we see that. And, and la, la energía, presencia y realidad de Dios es el Espíritu de Dios. So the Ruach of God, the Spirit, the presence of God, that's the same word to describe, um, uh, again, the, the breath of God and the presence of God. So it's amazing because all, all, of, all of those words like wind, breath, um, that all means Ruach. All of that is the Ruach of God. But it's similar, right? That the wind and, and breath, that's invisible. We don't see it. God's spirit is invisible, and yet we cannot deny the reality of God's presence in our lives. In the same way, we cannot de deny the reality of breath or of the air that we breathe in our lives, even though we don't see it. Yet we depend on them to live. And in the same way, even though we don't see the Spirit of God, we depend on the Spirit of God to live. Dependemos en el Espíritu de Dios para vivir. I love how, again, we don't see it, but wind, wind is so powerful. Similarly, God's Holy Spirit can be so powerful and so overwhelming and also so calm and peaceful. Breathing is what keeps us alive. And breathing... It, and, and breathing um, really is, is, is amazing. When we sing those songs, this is the air we breathe. That's the Spirit of God that we breathe in. That's the giver of life. That's the one who sustains all of life. The Ruach of God. The Spirit of God. Throughout the story of the Bible, we read about how God's Spirit is at work in and through people in the Scriptures. And one of the first people in the entire Bible that we see the Holy Spirit at work in is actually uh, a man named Joseph. Joseph, in the book of Genesis, was empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually empowers Joseph with a spiritual gift, with the ability to understand and interpret dreams. El Espíritu Santo empoderó a José en el libro de Génesis a interpretar los sueños. He had that ability to understand and interpret dreams. Now, this happens with a few others. The Holy Spirit empowers people with certain abilities. But especially, we see the Holy Spirit at work with a very special group of people that are extremely important in the Scriptures, but we hardly talk about them in churches sometimes. And those groups 
of people, specifically in, in the Old Testament, they are servants of God called prophets. The Holy Spirit empowers, speaks, and works through the prophets of God. Now, a little bit of a Bible quiz. Una prueba de la Biblia. Who are some of the major prophets in the Bible? Who can name some of the prophets in the Bible? Daniel, yeah. Jeremiah, yes. Jeremiah is a major prophet. Any other major prophets? Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah yes. And there's one more, and I'll give you a huge clue. And we read him today. <laughs> Ezekiel, yes, exactly. Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel are the major prophets in the Bible, in the Old Testament. In fact, when you combine those three, those are probably um, just, uh, just as much Bible as any other part of the uh, of, uh, You know, those three prophets take up so much of the heart of the Bible. And there's other minor prophets, right? Some of us know them, and I think some were mentioned. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, uh, all of these, right? Um, uh, you know, that would be a good quiz, right? Who, who can name all the minor prophets here, right? Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Habakkuk, Nahum, Zephaniah, all of those. I'm, I'm sure everyone read those this morning, right? <laughs> but um, it's, it's amazing. Um, some of us are sometimes more familiar with some more than others. But the prophets are able to see what is happening in history from God's point of view. Un profeta puede ver la realidad de Dios por medio del punto de vista de Dios. Now, a prophet of God is able to connect dots by surrendering and aligning with the heart and mind of God and proclaiming God's eternal truth here and now. That's what a prophet does. A prophet points to God's eternal truth here and now. Now, a prophet, just to be clear, is not just a fortune teller. Un, un, un profeta de Dios no, no es alguien que simplemente adivina fortunas. But a prophet of God is so much more. A prophet of God doesn't have some kind of crystal ball or tries to tell your future with tarot cards. In fact, the word of God forbids and sets boundaries with fortune telling, especially with those of us who follow the Lord. So as your pastor, I will, um, I, I will share with you with love and respect, but also as a warning. Don't mess with that stuff. Don't mess with fortune telling. Don't mess with spirits that you're unfamiliar with. Have a boundary with that. We, we will uh, talk more about this in the next week. And um, we will see um, opportunities to, to be able to, uh, to, to connect and, and go deeper as well. And, uh, and so, in fact, uh, the Word of God really asks us to set a boundary with all of that. Don't mess with that. Because here's the, here's the truth. When we mess around with other spiritual principalities that are not from God, don't, don't ever let the enemy in your vehicle... Don't ever let an evil spirit in your vehicle. Because here's the truth. The enemy will not be satisfied with being a passenger in your vehicle, in your car. The enemy will want to drive your vehicle. Won't be satisfied with just being a passenger there. So just keep a boundary. 
In fact, that's what Joseph did. He just simply fled, right? Keep away from all of that. So again, a prophet of God is not a fortune teller, but a prophet of God tells the truth about God and points to the reality of God and the glory of God. Un profeta de Dios um, apunta a la gloria de Dios. A false prophet, on the other hand, points to himself or to herself, to his or her own gifts. If you ever want to distinguish a prophet from, of God from a false prophet, just ask yourself, who are they talking about most of the time? <laughs> is it God or is it themselves? And how amazing their work for God is, right? All of that is still you talking about yourself. But really, the empty promises of a false prophet, they work until they don't work. It works until it doesn't. Las promesas falsas de un falso profeta sirven hasta que ya no sirven. Now, a false prophet, and I was thinking, what would be the best way to understand uh, how a false prophet tastes, right? A prophet of God really tastes like the fruits of the Spirit, right? Joy, peace, kindness, self-control, and always points to God and God's glory here and now. And I was thinking, what does a false prophet taste like? A false prophet really is a lot like cotton candy. No offense to anyone who, who really likes cotton candy here. But cotton candy is so sweet, but completely empty, and will starve and destroy you if you are not being spiritually nourished. Now, last month, I had an opportunity, no, two months ago, before our baby was born, um, I had to take the kids to some kind of trip, because otherwise they were just going to be home all summer, and so... I took both of the boys, Charlotte stayed home, we went down to the LA Zoo, and um, you know, it was quite an adventure, I'll tell you that much, with two super high energy boys and just me, and their grandma, their abuela there, trying to just uh, get, you know, navigate where we're going to go in the giant LA Zoo together. But anyway, um, they were just all over the place until one moment, something calmed them down, when from the corner of their eye, they saw cotton candy. I said, Dad, what's that? They didn't know what cotton candy was. And, you know, I was so tired and I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll give me two, please. Got them two cotton candies. And them, as young, immature children, they thought it was so good. But I, as their parent, right, I see it as completely empty and unhealthy. Yeah, it's, it's good, when taking that taste of just pure sugar and empty cotton, but it's empty. And by the way, I'm not hating on carnival foods. Go and support the county fair next month, right? I'll be taking my kids there too, and we might have cotton candy, no promises. But again, the false prophet is nothing more than just cotton candy. So sweet, but completely empty. The prophet of God provides spiritually healthy nourishment that will sustain you, that will sustain us. Many of the times, the, they didn't want to hear from the prophet of God, but it was true. It was sustaining, the, um, that, and that's part of the role of a prophet. The prophet of God points to the Holy Spirit. El profeta de Dios apunta al, es, al Espíritu Santo, o da gloria al Espíritu Santo. 
Because the Holy Spirit is the giver of all gifts and the giver of all life, the giver of all sorts of knowledge and the source of all goodness. But the false prophet will point to themselves and use God and spiritual gifts for just his or her own purposes. And that includes, you know, false prophets from other uh, principalities. But unfortunately, that also includes religious Bible-quoting false prophets that will do the exact same thing. They will use God for their purposes. Just like the late-night televangelist, right, who claims that God told them a direct word that you and I need to send funds so that he can buy a new jet airplane. <laughs> Believe it or not, that actually happened a few years ago. The, 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 this is, again, who is he pointing to there? Himself. Not to the Lord, not to the glory of God. Again, the prophet of God does not point to himself or herself or themselves, but the prophet of God, the man or woman of God, points to the Holy Spirit the giver of gifts, the giver of life. As it says here in this passage, the work of the Holy Spirit, we see it in this passage. If we can put it up once again, uh, this passage, we'll read a couple of verses, one verse in Spanish and then the others in English. Ezequiel uh, 36, 27 nos dice esto, Infundiré mi espíritu en ustedes y haré que sigan mis preceptos y obedezcan mis leyes. Then in English, verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors and you will be my people and I will be your God. Friends, brothers, sisters, when, when aligned with the purposes of God, we can say and live out that, that new life, that new, that new heart that has given, been given to us by the Holy Spirit. We can really proclaim God's reality, God's presence in all things. The Holy Spirit empowers prophets, servants of God, even people like you and me, to reveal the glory of God in everything. We're able to do it, even in what seems ordinary. We can point to God's presence and make that ordinary event or person or conversation an extraordinary encounter. The prophet of God is a servant of God and a servant of God that never says or thinks, how can I use God for my purposes? That's already a red flag whenever you think or feel in your gut that someone or even in your own attitude and you know your attitude because the Holy Spirit will convict you, whenever we have that moment of thinking, how can I use God for my purposes? We need to pause. We need to check ourselves because the humble posture of the prophet of God says, Lord, use me for your purposes. Not the other way around. El profeta de Dios, el sirviente, el siervo de Dios dice, Dios, úsame a mí para tu propósito. 
Use me for your purposes. May I use these spiritual gifts to point to your glory. May I use my time, my treasure, my talents to point to your glory. So really we see that God, the Holy Spirit, has come down and is proclaiming good news. Now the Holy Spirit coming down is actually a reminder to us that God has come to us. We didn't get to God, but God comes to us. The Holy Spirit descending on us is a reminder um, from God, reminding us that He has come to us. We can't get to Him. And that's the difference between the faith that we have, the gospel, and any other worldview. God has come to us. Dios ha venido a nosotros. El Espíritu Santo ha descendido aquí con nosotros. God has come to us. That's the grace of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, as it says here in this passage in Ezekiel, actually longs to fill us with His own Spirit. That's amazing when you think about it. The God of all creation, He longs to give us His Spirit. To think like Him. To be guided by Him. And the most amazing part of our relationship with the Holy Spirit is this. All we have to do to receive God's Spirit is simply ask. Simply ask and open our hearts and He will give you a new heart. He will give you a new spirit. Cuando, cuando le pedimos al Espíritu Santo, Él nos dará un nuevo corazón y nuevo espíritu. Su, su espíritu. And if you never have before, I want you to write this down and you can do this now or even home or even in whatever season you're in. This can be a part of your daily prayer. You can pray and ask God. You can say, Lord God, we ask that your Holy Spirit rain down on us. Lord God, I ask that your Holy Spirit rain down on me today. Espíritu Santo, Descienda tu Espíritu sobre nosotros. So Imago Church, friends, brothers, sisters, we're on this journey together in envisioning next steps, restoration, new seasons, um, transitions, discernment, all of that. And my prayer is that in this season, may we ask the Holy Spirit to rain down on us to cover us with counsel, to cover us with wisdom, whatever it is that you're going through. A wisdom, a counsel, a direction that is not merely our own. Because the truth is we can't do it on our own. Whatever we're going through, it is so much bigger than us. It is so much bigger than just you. You're not meant to carry it alone. But guess what? Here's the good news. It's bigger than us, but it's not bigger than God. It's not bigger than God's Spirit. So ask, ask and you shall receive. Ask, Holy Spirit, rain down on us. Holy Spirit, rain down on me. Espíritu Santo, desciende sobre mí. Le puedes pedir a Dios. God will be faithful. Dios va a ser fiel. The story of the Bible actually begins with the Holy Spirit and actually concludes with the Holy Spirit still at work. 
The fruit of the work of the Holy Spirit is what the Bible calls the vision of new creation. That's how Revelation 21 ends, with a, with a new heavens and a new earth. And that's the Holy Spirit bringing together the vision of this new creation, a new humanity, a new heaven, a new earth, together, restored, renewed, where all the tears are wiped away through the power of the Holy Spirit. God's not done yet. Dios no ha concluido su obra en su vida. God's not done yet. He's not done with you. He's not done with us yet. And the Spirit of God is at work. The same Holy Spirit that has been at work since the beginning of creation. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. When we place our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, it is this same Holy Spirit that dwells with us today. That same Spirit that we're experiencing now, we experience through worship, we experience through prayer, through laying hands on our brother and sister, that same Holy Spirit is with us here and now. What a precious, priceless gift. Un regalo tan precioso. El Espíritu Santo, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the eternal presence and power of God, which we have access to here and now. And just as the Holy Spirit brought life out of death, order out of disorder, faith out of fear, God's Holy Spirit will do the same in and through you. God's Holy Spirit which is at work and present ever since the beginning, is the same Holy Spirit that is present with us here and now. The same Holy Spirit that will be with you always. The same Holy Spirit that was present in your beginning and will be faithful until the end. And the same Holy Spirit that will once again be faithful in new eternal beginnings as we go from one degree of glory into a new life, a new degree of glory in the next life in eternity with God. We have a companion. We have a counselor. We have a guide. We have God, the Holy Spirit with us now and forever. Amen. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Reign over us, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you are good, that you are God. Te damos gracias, Señor, que tú eres bueno, que tú eres santo. Holy Spirit, rain down on us. That's our prayer this morning. Rain down. Do what you need to do. Espíritu Santo, desciende sobre nosotros. Haz lo que necesitas hacer esta mañana. We're your people. We offer you our worship, our praise, and our sacrifice. And Lord God, may we trust you today. May we rest in you today. And today we want to make that exchange, as it's said in your precious word. May we exchange our heart of stone and you give us a new heart of flesh. 
May we exchange our old ways and may we receive your spirit, God. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Be glorified, be praised, be magnified, be lifted high in our lives, Lord. We surrender, we trust, and we believe, God. Thank you, Lord, that we are never, ever, ever alone. But your Holy Spirit, your precious presence is with us. Yesterday, today, and forever. It's in your beautiful name we pray, Jesus. Amen.